Hey, beloved, welcome back to the show. In today's episode, we are covering chapter six in the full book by Asherita Chuchu, Food, Jesus, and the Battle for Satisfaction. I'm going to share key highlights from this chapter on the power of fasting and how doing it with Jesus can transform your relationship with food. I will be sharing my personal takeaways from when I went through this book in 2019. This powerful book changed my life so much so that I chose it for the 12-week curriculum for my breakthrough program, The Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint, to truly give you weapons for weight loss that can work for lasting freedom, to help renew your mind, to make you wise to the enemy's tactics so you You can armor up and stand against his schemes and to help you trade guilt for grace in your relationship with food. And today is the day that I share my come to Jesus moment in the bathtub. You are not going to want to miss it. But first, I want to let you know what's coming on November 28th. This is the Sunday after Thanksgiving and also what's launching in January 2022. So do you feel overwhelmed when it comes to food? Have you ever felt stuck in a seemingly endless cycle of overeating and yo-yo dieting and obsessive thoughts about food or your body image? Do you look to the scale to determine your self-worth? Oh my gosh, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. And I am so excited. I am doing a food freedom workshop and you are invited. We're going to spend an hour together unpacking what it really takes to break free from bondages to food and struggles with weight, without exercise, and even if you've struggled your entire life. For many of us, food has become an increasingly complex issue that causes us to feel guilty, overwhelmed, or even hopeless. If you feel defeated by your lack of self-control or overwhelmed by your weight and thoughts and longings for food, then come join us in the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint Facebook group on Sunday, November 28th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time as we dig into scripture and reveal the path to freedom. I'll be covering the top three mistakes that I see when people try to lose weight, and this workshop will also give you a glimpse into the curriculum, um, everything at just kind of an aerial view of my 12-week signature program that I'm launching in January 2022. It's a faith-based format and it's comprehensive. It's holistic in nature. We are body, spirit, and soul. And so this program, we address all three with a guided fast and detox for the physical weight loss portion, a biblically-based food freedom curriculum for the spiritual piece, and finally, personal inner healing sessions for the heart and soul work that's so crucial for lasting freedom. A strand of three cords is not easily broken, and this program has it all. Weight is just a symptom. It's not about the weight, and yet it's not not about the weight. It's about so much more than that, but we know that the weight is in the way, so to speak, of us living truly our lives to the full. And losing the weight in my program is really just the icing on the cake. Yes, you will be losing between 10 to 15% of your body weight. That's typically what we see. And on average, that's about 20 to 25 pounds for most people. But more importantly, you'll discover the joy of living free from food fixation by experiencing deeper satisfaction in Christ. And you will find healing from the inside out so that you no longer need to carry this extra weight around because you will have healing and you will finally feel comfortable and confident in your own skin and be able to step into the fullness of what God has for you. So come join me for this totally free food freedom workshop that I'm doing for you. This is a spiritual battle and we need to overcome the lies with truth. I will even have a special guest join us to share her experiences from the 12-week program so you can hear firsthand her results and her takeaways. And workshop attendees will get first dibs on applying for the beta version of this program that launches in January. So again, if you are ashamed to work out in front of others, if you can't stop obsessing about food or can't stop binge eating or drinking, if you avoid the mirror because of what you see in the reflection, if you are stuck in a cycle of shame and self-hatred with your body and overcome by fear and anxiety in social settings, 
Or if you're using food to cope and numb the pain of the past, or even when you can't handle the everyday and your soul is yearning to be set free from the bondage of food fixation, binge eating, loneliness, and isolation that accompanies all of that, please come and join us in the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint Facebook group for the upcoming Food Freedom Workshop, Sunday, November 28th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. I can't wait to see you in there. Welcome to the Covered Beloved Podcast, where we choose to live faith-infused, holistic lifestyles while nourishing and renewing our minds to experience the depths of God's love for us. Hey there, I'm Heidi Brom, world changer and mom on a mission to bring a whole new level of health and wellness to your home. As a decade-long essential oil advocate, self-proclaimed personal and kingdom development junkie, and your holistic lifestyle strategist, I believe that when God created the earth, he didn't leave us without solutions, that he created us to be healthy and whole, and that he's covered each and every one of us as mothers with his protection, grace, and wisdom on how to live our most healthy, happy, and joyful lives. Are you ready? It's time to become the healthy home mom God created you to be, because he's got you covered, beloved. Let's dig in. Alrighty, here we go. Oh, I know a biblical approach is needed because when we aren't in alignment with who God says we are, we are susceptible to the lies of the enemy. So either God is shaping our minds or the world is. And I want to keep planting seeds that will open your heart to the idea that the Lord wants to fight this battle for you and victory is found in Jesus. So today we are talking about what really controls your appetites and affections and how the power of fasting can transform your relationship with food in Jesus. Plus, I am finally going to share my come to Jesus moment in the bathtub when he delivered me from a spirit of gluttony and drunkenness with alcohol. But first, I want to ask you, have you ever fasted before? As Christians, we are called to fast. In the Beatitudes in Matthew 6, Jesus doesn't say if you fast. He says when you fast. We also see in Luke 5, 34 to 35, Jesus is sharing the expectation that every believer is called to fast. He says, can you make friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. Then they will fast in those days. Man, as as I've done research on fasting, it's It's fascinating to me. Like fasting has the power to break strongholds, to bring health and healing to the body, to bring us closer to God, as well as bring breakthrough and blessings from God. And we see many examples of this in scripture. Moses received the Ten Commandments during a 40-day fast. Esther and her people were spared by the hands of Haman after a three-day fast. Hannah wept and did not eat. We don't know for how long, but God blessed her with her son, Samuel. Daniel partially fasted for 21 days, which broke the power of delay by the prince of Persia and released the angels of God. Paul was on at least two fasts, one for three days and one for 14 days. Peter fasted for three days. And of course, we know that Jesus fasted 40 days in the wilderness. And we have to ask ourselves, man, if Jesus could have accomplished everything he came to do without fasting, then why did he fast? And he didn't just fast for three days. He fasted for 40 days and scripture says, and he was hungry. Okay. So I don't think he would have done that if he, if there wasn't a purpose to it, but that's just really the tip of the iceberg. And I'm going to let you dig into the Bible and search for more on fasting. But I do want to take a second real quick, just to clarify what fasting is not. Fasting is not simply going without food. 
that's starvation, right? A fast without Jesus is just another diet. And if you try to white knuckle through a fast on your own willpower, you will slip right back into neglecting your health and your needs and likely turn right back to food for comfort and to calm. But again, we are expected to fast as part of our Christian lifestyle. And so participating in a fast, whether it's done individually or together as the body of Christ, God delights in rewarding us openly. So people will notice and say, what are you doing? You're glowing and you look so joyful and peaceful. We all want that peace and confidence to step into our calling, right? We all want to feel comfortable in our own skin, to feel attractive and intimate with our spouses, and to feel vibrant and joyful because we are confident in who we are and whose we are. We all want to grow closer in our relationship with God, to hear him more clearly, and to surrender and step out in boldness to be used as a vessel for expanding his kingdom on earth. So when you eliminate the food chatter from your mind and simplify your diet for a set number of days through fasting, whether it's one day, three, seven, 14, 21, or 40 days, your spirit becomes uncluttered by the things of the world and incredibly sensitive to the things of God. So fasting is refraining from something, usually something that has a stronghold, all of it, or in some form of it, for an extended period of time for spiritual purpose. Why do people fast? (laughs) So people fast for many different reasons and fasting is a way to extend an invitation to God to do a transformation in our lives. And there are lots of different things you can fast on this episode. I'm particularly focused on fasting with food and that's what my program does, but you can fast sugar. You can fast, you know, specific types of food like dairy. You can fast social media. You can fast negativity. You can fast gossip. I would say that anything that has a strong hold over you is a good thing to fast. The idea is to take your eyes off of whatever it is that may be a distraction for you and to put your eyes on God and him as your source of strength. And through the discipline of abstaining from whatever that addiction is, that controlling substance, that's a, that addicting habit, coupled with prayer, and an increase in our intimacy and desire for satisfaction in God alone, man, get ready for a transformation. (laughs) You've all heard the flesh is weak, right? Our heart and our flesh is weak, but God is our source of strength. And so with him, we can supernaturally do these things that we couldn't do before. So like I regularly put off my appetite for things that have a hold on me, in the past it's been sugar or processed food or wine or chocolate, Sometimes I will only consume lean proteins and whole fruits and vegetables. That's actually my favorite way to do a fast for a longer period of time, like 21 days or 40 days. I just want to root out all of the rocks that are in the way and are holding me back. And it's a practice. Each time you do it, you will get better at it. You will get more disciplined at it. You know, just like with anything, you have to practice it. So a lot of people like to start with one day and then do three days or and then go up to seven and 14 and then 21 and then 40. So I am not suggesting you just go all out no food for 40 days. Like that's crazy, right? It's, it's crazy to think about that. I totally get it. So start small. Uh, I have practiced this. I've practiced fasting sugar. Uh, I have had like this on again, off again thing with sugar. And so that was like for the last 15 years, maybe. Uh, But there's fruit. There's fruit that comes from fasting. There's fruit from that, definitely. And just think about this, like David, right? We can ask him to examine our hearts throughout this process. It's not just giving up something for the sake of giving up something to see how long we can do it. 
Um, there's that spiritual purpose behind it. And we definitely want to ask God to examine our hearts throughout the process. I like to approach fasting from a position of expectation, from a position of expecting a transformation and what he has for us, we can ask him to help us through that process. So I had this question written down and I'll just share it from my perspective, but I asked him, in what ways have I chosen and treasured comfort foods over you? In what ways have I turned to sugar or alcohol as a way to numb? So let me tell you this experience. I've had an on again, off again relationship like this with alcohol just like with sugar. And as a mom of four, right, always in stress mode, survival mode for several years there, that's what it felt like just in survival mode. It kind of feels like that again now too, actually. I think we all were in survival mode for the last 18 months. Let's just face it. But I had given up wine and alcohol, obviously, through my four pregnancies and births and then nursing afterwards. So, but it always seemed to creep back in. And in our society and culture, I think that wine and alcohol is almost edified as an escape for moms or as a solution to our problems. It's something that has had a strong hold in my life through different seasons. And so each time I went back to it as a solution, whether it was to call me if I felt overwhelmed or if it was to give me confidence, if I was feeling insecure in a social setting, or if it was to just numb pain and block something out, it didn't seem to matter the reason it always backfired. I would always feel worse. This shame and condemnation would come over. I would always um, kind of spiral out of control and just eat whatever I wanted to and then keep drinking again, right? Because I was like, well, I already kind of blew it. And so it always backfired. I would always drink too much. I was never satisfied with just one glass. And so it was like this on again, off again thing with alcohol. And I give up wine and then it would creep back in. And before you know it, I'd be having it most nights of the week. And so that's an example of a stronghold. A stronghold is something you can't say no to and you take it too far. You overindulge. And so in different seasons, for me, that was wine. So being me being me, I don't like it when things have control over me. And I don't like it when these negative influences almost like have this lordship over me, this master over, like they're like they're my master, right? I can't say no. And so having control where it's like, I'm choosing the thing I don't want. And it's like the doo-doo verse in Romans, right? I'm choosing to do these things that I know I don't want to do, but I'm choosing them out of my weakness in my flesh. And I'm choosing them anyway, thinking that it's going to have this fulfillment for me. And it never does. It can never satisfy, right? So in December 2019, and this is my come to Jesus moment in the bathtub with alcohol, I, so here's the story. I had two glasses of wine at home. We had family over and it was a difficult family time and there was tension. So I released that tension in my own body by having two glasses of wine. But then I went to a friend's house a couple hours later and drank another two glasses of wine as if I hadn't even had the first two glasses of wine. So needless to say, I the next morning I got really sick and I'm not used to drinking that much wine. I mean, I have before, but in I, I hadn't during that season of my life, I had been doing pretty well, but this family moment was almost like a trigger, right? I had my essential oils, thankfully, to help me detox. I had this Holy Spirit moment of, you know, whatever. He gave me a recipe. It was really fast and it helped accelerate my detox on that. But I was in the bathtub and I was literally crying out to God. And the worst part about this is the next day, so that night I had four glasses of wine, right? And then the next day, my friend whose house I went to, we were going to go sledding with my girls, my little girls. And I couldn't go because I was so sick. 
And my kids just thought I was sick, right? They didn't know why. And my friend, oh, she's such a nice friend. She took them anyway, and they had a blast. And I think that's actually what made me, you know, that remorse and that posture of like, I have to surrender this. This is ridiculous. Um, I I was crying. I was literally in the bathtub crying. I was soaking in detox and I was crying out to God. I was like, I don't want to live like this. I'm, I'm almost going to be 40. This is ridiculous. How come I keep doing this? I just need to be done. I don't want this anymore. I don't want to be choosing this anymore. And this, my friends, beloved, this is what repentance sounds like. And this may sound strange to you if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, but hang with me, okay? And he he said clear as day to my spirit. He said, I have delivered you from a spirit of drunkenness and you are not to return to it ever. I was like, ever? He said, ever. That is what he said. And he said, grieve it if you have to, but it will never be a good choice for you. So, and this doesn't mean wine is bad. You know, this is my personal experience. In fact, Jesus, I think it was to Matthew in the Bible, he said, go have some wine for his upset stomach, right? He had this, he was kind of a worrier and that's what Jesus told him to do. So I'm not saying it's bad to drink wine, but for me, it was something that kept rearing its ugly head and I could never seem to be satisfied with just one glass. So while I was still in the bath, I replied and I said, I can, Lord, like I can give it up, but I need your strength to help me get started. And that he was more worth more than any effect I could have had from a drink. And you know what? He did it. He took it. I gave my desire for wine and alcohol to him and I just completely surrendered it in that moment. And it was that typical come to Jesus moment in the bath crying. And there's scripture on this, right? It says, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and you will honor me. And it will be two years ago this December And I haven't had a drink since. All thoughts, all cravings for wine, everything is completely gone. I don't even think about it anymore. Praise God. So you can just imagine, right? He met me there and he permanently transformed me into who he created created me to be in that regard. Like as far as that specific thing goes, what I was doing that was holding me back in that regard and I didn't like, I cried out to him. He delivered me and I am honoring him today by telling you what happened because he can do it for you. He is no respecter of persons and if he can do it for me, then he can do it for you. So me turning to him through this and receiving his strength and his love and his grace and his mercy. Again, I haven't had a single craving. I haven't had a single taste of wine since December 2019, I don't think obsessive thoughts about it anymore. We can go to a cookout or to go to a friend's house. Um, We can be here on a Friday night just chilling and my husband can have a drink and it does not bother me at all. I don't even think about it. It's like it never even existed. And that, my friends, is true freedom. So you guys know that internal tension and turmoil you go through when you're fighting something and you want to have it and you have urges and even when you're in specific situations. And so this can relate to anything. It can relate to sugar or comfort foods or wine or any other fixation like sex or drugs, you name it, right? It was amazing. It was awesome. And I love it when he works immediately in those deliverance type type moments. It was, I just love it. (laughs) Of course, there was 15 years of practicing trying not to turn to alcohol for comfort in certain seasons. Um, It just happened to all culminate together in that one final moment. But, you know, when there's immediate results, usually there's been a struggle behind that for some time, but we have to put our faith and our actions behind that faith. So 
Here's my advice to you. Get quiet and ask God some real and vulnerable questions. Ask him to search your heart while you're fasting and be ready to repent and surrender so he can transform you from the inside out. Here's an example. Get a note, paper, and pen. Here are three questions. What sins in my life do I need to repent of? That's number one. Number two, in what ways have I treasured, fill in the blank, whatever your vice is, in what ways have I treasured this thing more than I've treasured you? And number three, what prideful tendencies do I need to be aware of as I start this fast? Oh, so good. All right, beloved. Again, be sure to join us in the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint Facebook group for our upcoming workshop, the end of November. All are invited and it's open to everyone. In the meantime, I pray that you prosper in your health just as your soul prospers. And Lord, we just thank you that what we do in secret with the Father you reward. Thank you that we can expect a deep heart change and a transformation that will produce the deserved fruit. And as we allow you to refine us through the process and open ourselves up to the work of the Holy Spirit, we can be expectant of transformation. We know that we cannot live by bread alone or chocolate or wine or sugar, but you, by you, Lord, you alone, only you can satisfy our hunger. And even if we never again get to taste our favorite foods or drinks, Lord, we will be happy and fulfilled in you. You are enough. Let us use fasting to turn our hearts back to you, God, and to awaken our hunger for you and to find satisfaction in you and your will and to become more seasoned as we practice the discipline of fasting and to receive your blessings and breakthrough. We love you. We appreciate you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, beloved, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, head over to iTunes for Covered Beloved and leave a five-star review. Hit subscribe while you're there. And of course, if you have friends who would benefit from today's episode, be sure to share. Until next time, remember, God's got you covered.